this. Lights out and away we go. Be racing in a scooter racing plane. When I'm Charlie's grandpa, and I just wouldn't have thought. And here comes Sebastian Vettel. He's neck and neck with Lewis Hamilton. All right. Hello and welcome back to the WAF Pod. It is week three of the silly season, kind of, not really, the end of week <laughs> two, but there's only one more week next week. And um, I'm excited to be here speaking to you today, Mitch, because I think this is, a, this is a very exciting episode. You know why? Why is that, mate? Because we've got fuck all planned. <laughs> and I think that's when the best content comes out, you know. It's just been such a quiet, quiet summer break in comparison to last year. We wanted to do some content today. We really wanted... To try wake to get, up, try to get an episode out and see that someone had been transferred to a new team or something. Just wanted to see some, like any contract news, and there's just nothing going on. So we've had this brilliant idea mm. to share our future journey across <laughs> future journey across Japan and Singapore, yep. and what our plans are, maybe with the Grand Prix and then apart from it. Exactly. So uh, we're going to release this. Tomorrow, we're recording this on Thursday, we release on Friday. And uh, on the date of release, it'll be four weeks exactly until we leave Adelaide Airport and head for uh, Singapore. And I'll tell you what, that is a scary thing to think about. Because we are incredibly underprepared, even though we should be prepared. I feel like, you know what, I feel like we're semi-prepared. I'm going to con- I'll retract that statement. I think we're semi-prepared. You're s- semi-prepared, you reckon? Sure. I mean, we've got tickets for everything we want to go to. We've got so that's the, always a great start. Got the JR pass. Yep. We've got our Grand Prix tickets. We do. Yeah. So should we start with our plans for Singapore? I reckon we should dive straight into it. So we will be, we've got a four-day grandstand pass. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, we do. So we're going to be in the Stamford stand, which I'm pretty sure is the cheapest option. Which um, was a tactical decision uh, because of the tickets that were bought for Japan. Um, let's just say one thing. It's not on the marina side. No. Well, that, did you see the whole like marina side's been essentially like the massive stretch last year that was really affordable. The cheapest tickets, which also had the marina view, but like the worst view of the racing, um, it's basically non-existent anymore because of the changes that made to the circuit. Really? Yeah. So that's why we're in the Stanford stand. So essentially what we get is the view of turn eight into nine, which is like... Turn eight is off the straight, so it's a DRS zone. And it's where Verstappen went off last year or the year before. Okay. All right. It would yeah, yeah, last last yeah. year. So pretty good spot. Um but I just like one thing that I haven't been able to get over yet in this whole planning process is just how late everything is released. No, like how late the races, like the schedule for Singapore is crazy. Oh my God, so it's nuts. Everyone knows it's a night race. And um, so we get there Friday afternoon and then we're going to check in and then head down to the circuit for the free practices. Fucking free practice starts at like 9 p.m. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. FP1. FP2 starts like 11. It's fucked. It's like you get your own home race yeah. and they decide, fuck it, we'll, we'll race it. 11 p.m. It's one of the, because the time zone is so similar to Australia's, mm. it's one of the few races where we should have, like, the race on at a decent time. And it's, the race starts at, like, 10 o'clock Sunday night. Well, there's all these awesome, like, music gigs on, but they're mm. all after. Like, what the fuck? We're going to be up so late, like, Friday and Saturday. And we've got these plans for stuff to do during the day. Like, we want to go to Santosa Island on the Saturday of mm. Holly. Because I think... 
Saturday's a little bit more reasonable when that free practice three starts at like eight or eight thirty. Well, what time? What time does qualifying start? Well, Paulie doesn't start till like ten again. I think it's or like eleven p.m. Ten or eleven. It's fuck. Eleven p.m. for qualifying is and then nuts. after qualifying, which is obviously like what an hourish. Yeah. About that, we get to see Post Malone, but that doesn't start till like twelve thirty. Like it's we're gonna have some serious long nights now. <laughs> speaking of long nights, so <laughs> Sunday the race starts at ten. Yeah, ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Yeah. Fuck knows how long that's going to go for. Look, there's reds, on a, on a good, there's yellows. On a good day, 90 minutes. Yeah, on a good day. On a Singapore Grand Prix, well, three hours. If we get any racing at all with the weather. Like what was last it? Year. Yeah, last year it was a... Last year it didn't start until easily like 12, 30, 1 o'clock. Yeah. And look, we are stressed a bit because the two Grand Prix are going to. Do you know what they love, Charlie? Rain. They do love rain. And with Singapore, we are hoping and we're praying that it is... Not interrupted by rain because mm. what's on after the Singapore Grand Prix, Charlie? The music or our flights out? A bit of both. So, what yeah. time it's Culture Club, isn't it? Or it's no, 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 Culture Club's on like the Saturday. We want oh, to right. see Robbie Williams, mate. Mm. Robbie Williams is performing on the main stage after, and that'll be starting. This is after the Sunday, that'll be starting at like what, hopefully 12 30? More likely, probably like one o'clock, 1 30. We need to be at the airport at six o'clock in the morning. Yes, and that is the alarming factor. I think our flight is actually at our, our 6.30 flight, no, in the morning. No, no, our flight leaves at 9.30. We have mm-hmm. to be at the airport at 6.30 and have three hours of a... Like, you have to be there three hours early for an international flight because it's into Japan. So we have to be at the airport at 6.30 in the morning. Realistically, Robbie Williams' set will go for, what, hopefully an hour or so? You'd hope an hour. So that'll be done at, like, realistically... It could be anywhere from, like... One to two? One thirty to three thirty mm. that that gig finished. So I believe we've made an executive decision. We've made a plan. Yeah, we're not going back to sleep no. that day. We can experience the Singapore nightlife, then yep. go back to the hotel, and then... Um, we'll, just, we'll go back at, our ha- at the hotel at, like, what, five o'clock, get our bags, get on an Uber, and head to the airport, and... Um, We'll sleep on the plane to Japan. That, that's the, the plan. flight into Tokyo. That's the plan. We are. We're slightly worried that if we do get on, if we do go to bed, mm. uh, we'll just sleep straight through. Exactly. We're just not going to make it through because we're going to be absolutely knackered at that point. So I think there's just going to be lots of Red Bull going in, lots of alcohol, just anything to keep us awake. So we'd like to know a couple of no doses, maybe. Like what? What works well there? Like how are we going to? Where do we go in Singapore? Where's the? What's the plan for the nightlife? Like. We're seriously stuck. Um, I've asked some mates who are Singapore natives, got some ideas, but it's going to be a very exciting night. Uh, hopefully the race is good and then hopefully the uh, hours after the race are even better. And then, yeah, we got a seven-hour flight from Singapore to Tokyo and then we're spending, what, five days in Tokyo and then on the, the following no, Friday. Yeah, if that, isn't it? It's like three days. Well, it's Monday to Friday. We leave Friday morning from Tokyo to Nagoya. So we're staying in Nagoya. That Friday is actually my 20th birthday. Which is pretty exciting. So we'll miss practice. Yeah, we miss we miss we don't get to the circuit on Friday, unfortunately, which is my birthday. But um, then we'll be at Suzuka Circuit for Saturday and Sunday, and we've got some pretty fucking good tickets. What are they called? Like the B two stand. We're in the B two stand, yeah. and if anyone knows the Japanese Grand Prix, it is basically on the first turn. Yep, into um, the second, and like it's a first straight turn, second straight. Yeah, it's this really long curving sta- stand. It's awesome. There's been some serious collisions off it in the past. Exactly. Um, we were up at twelve thirty <laughs> at night time. Now this is a, this is the saga, and it is twelve thirty, 
and the tickets come out. Yeah. And we're thinking, no worries, right? We'll just have a look and hopefully they don't sell out. Because For reference, I was asleep at this point, but yeah. Mitch was awake with one of the other boys that we're going with. And we were worried that it'd sell out like, you know. Rapidly. The Australian Grand Prix and then we'd be going to Japan just to see Japan. Exactly. Um, wouldn't have been the end of the world, but no, obviously it wouldn't have been to too Grand bad, Prix, actually. Me, yeah. So we're thinking about it and I was thinking in my head, well, Singapore Grand Prix is huge. Mm. No, the Suzuka circuit is huge. Yeah, exactly. And you want to be close mm. and you don't want to have to walk a couple Ks. Mm. You want to be close to the food, the bar and everything. Of course, the bar. So we said, fuck it. Let's spend $850 on tickets. I don't think it was $850. I think it was more than that. I think it was $750 each. No, I genuinely reckon uh, it was $100. i will check my bank statements. But I'm pretty sure it was only $700 because if it was $850, I would have fucking strangled you. There was like... Because they bought these tickets while I was asleep and I woke up and all I knew was I was $750 in debt. Look, not in debt, there were some... Owing someone 750 bucks. There it was, was an all-time tickets. decision. It was an all-time decision, but it is equally, like, oh, not equally, like, not even arguably, like, it's just, they are the best seats in the entire circuit. Like, they are unbelievable. And at the end of the day, when are we ever going to go back to Suzuka Grand Prix? Hopefully one day, but realistically, a couple as of years. teenagers, when are we ever going to go to the fucking Suzuka circuit to watch a Grand Prix? Like, it's, an unbel- it's going to be an unbelievable experience, so... I think it was definitely worth the extra spend, but they're they're incredible seats. Have so just please, for the love of God, hope rain. we get a full race. Yeah. Because if if it just turned into some bullshit like last year, where we only get fucking half a race, I'll be spewing, throwing hands. Genuinely, I'll be running on the track and punching someone. Um, I am interested to see if Max can actually win. He can't. He can't. We've worked this out. He can't. Yeah, Which is afterwards. so weird because he the won race it. afterwards. He did it last year, but because... They've uh, added a couple more it tracks. It wasn't in September last year. And I think it's because Imola wasn't cancelled last year. Fucking Imola. You fucking Imola. <laughs> fucking joke. I'm just kidding. We send our uh, condolences, condolences. <laughs> to the people of Imola, um, affected by the floods. But yeah, oh, it's going to be unbelievable. But do you know what I'm most excited about for that race weekend? Maybe someone who isn't Max winning? Well, that's a possibility, but... Unfortunately, in Singapore and Japan, F2 isn't racing, Super Formula isn't racing, but the uh, the Porsche Carrera Cups are uh, in Japan. It's the entire Japan series who race around Japan. Yep. And in uh, Singapore, it's just the Carrera Cup uh, Asia series. Mm-hmm. But at the Japanese Grand Prix this year, there is... Mario Kart. Essentially, the BMW <laughs> and the Mini Racing Series. So it's literally just people who've just decked out these fucking literal BMW minis, got roll cages in them. Like, it's going to be unbelievable. It's like, they're basically just racing go-karts. They're going to... so cool. They're just like rally cars almost, but they're racing on a circuit. Surely they would just roll so easily. Like... Oh, 100%. Like, how do they have enough downforce? Oh, it's going to be interesting. And maybe I'll be selected in the crowd to race No way. Shut up. But yeah, that's going to be... I'm, I'm excited to see how that works. I reckon that'd be sick. I um, think Mario Kart would have been better, but it would have been hard to get Mario, Mario down Kart, there. Yeah. Um, but one thing that we didn't talk about is like, we've got quite a bit of travelling to do when we're over there. Now, obviously, it's the seven-hour flight from here to Singapore and then a seven-hour flight from Singapore to Japan. Which really surprised me. And then me. there's all the like fucking trains and oh, buses that we have to take. the JR pass. But Mitch, correct me if I'm wrong, first time overseas. 
This is in fact my first time leaving the country. If you're not counting Kangaroo Island, come on, mate. Um, or Hobart, Tassie. Oh yeah, Tassie. True. Um, yeah, I had plans to go to Europe uh, in 2020. Cancelled for obvious reasons. And maybe it was a blessing. Maybe it was a blessing in disguise. The history tour. Wow, what a trip that would have been. School history tour. What a shame you missed out on that. I know. Uh, what about yourself, mate? When was the last time you went overseas? 2010. Wow. Uh, went did the States. I was also meant to go in 2020 on a cricket trip with school to England. That got cancelled for obvious reasons also. But yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, I'm not obviously not sure how I'm going to manage with the flight. Uh, mm. That's new for me, but I think for my birthday, mum's buying me some books. Oh, so, so you'll be I'll sorted. Just, I'll just be able to roll on the weekend. I'll be sorted. <laughs> um, hopefully, I'll have a, I'll have some good reading to do, and I'm not stuck next to Mitch for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we just wanted to have a general chit chat about it because essentially we realised we haven't spoken about it on the podcast that much. No, it was uh, we've just kind of referenced it briefly, but we haven't really gone in depth about it. It was um, a bit of a mystery. Yeah, but four weeks tomorrow, we're fucking. Pumped for it. It's going to be unreal. Apart from the Formula One, what are you most looking forward to in Japan? Uh, Singapore's a bit of a layover in the trip. Um, uh, I got, I'm most excited for our time. I think our Osaka leg after Nagoya is going yeah. to be the best because we're doing some really cool day trips from there. So we're going to do a day trip to Hiroshima, which is just going to be, I think it's going to be incredible. Like so eye-opening, perspective providing and whatnot. Like I think it's just one of those things that you have to experience before you die. Um, we're going to go to Kyoto from there, which seems super cool. Yep. And then also in Osaka, we're going to go through like the Dodonburi district, which is where all the great shopping is and the food markets. And then we're also going to do Universal Studios, which I'm really excited for. Super Mario World yeah, and Harry last, Potter World. Last four tickets we got, actually. Yeah, God, that was a bit well, of a rinse. Tickets. That was fucking expensive too. But like we said, when are you ever going to be 19 and 20? At Super Japan? Mario World. At Super Mario World. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Another thing of the age, though. What's this? The drinking, the legal drinking age in Japan is 20. It's Only a bit, two of us five boys going over are going to be 20. It's a bit of a weird one because America's 21 and... Yeah. Australia and most European countries are 18. So I kind of didn't even think about it. No, I just neither thought, did I. And then I just saw it one day randomly when I was looking at like this um, food and drink experience you could do. And it was like 20. Oh, what the fuck? What a <laughs> random like... I guess it's like makes sense as a round number, but... Like, it's usually just 21 or 18 or 16 even in some European countries, I'm pretty sure. Well, I guess if I can't drink alcohol, there's one thing I'll be drinking. Oh, he's opened his Red Bull. What a hero. A Red Bull. The Cherry Blossom the Red cherry Bull. The Cherry Blossom Red Bull gonna be is going to be really cool. And hopefully... Yeah, Japan exclusive. Nice. Cherry Blossom uh, And they've got um, they've got a couple others that are exclusive. Like, we've got sugar-free acai. They've got sugar acai. Oh, right. They're spicing it up over there. I can see that you've been paying attention at work, Mitch. This is very good. Um... No, but we are super, super keen. Um, a lot of the places... I'm scared, but really excited. I'm kind of here for the ride. Um, yeah, it's been good. We've done a lot of planning and Mitch has just kind of off the bat just surrendered and said he's happy just to tag along. I want to go to Mario World. Yeah, that's essentially his only <laughs> input, uh, which we were able to uh, adhere to, so we're sorted. Mm. It's going to be an absolute movie and you're going to see heaps of content. Yeah, we're going to um, try to spam it. On the Wofford. Maybe a bit of... Fan interactions. Yeah, so we're thinking actually, we should talk about this now. Um, if anyone's listening, they should send us a message or we even put it on our stories closer to the dates. But we're thinking of being fuckwits and going around and like interviewing people mm. on the track in Singapore and Japan after the races. So we'll put something on our um, stories like on the days and shit when we're there. But we're going to ask people for some questions to ask for some content. Like we're just trying to make it stupid. 
kind of like grade cricketer-esque mm, in the yeah. way they do their side mouth segments where they just ask people questions. So We want to work know, out who is the some, goat. Yeah, maybe we'll go around and ask people who they think the goat is. Go around, ask people uh, if Hamilton was robbed in 2021, see if we can get some funny responses out of that. But we just want to get some rogue content out there, try to grow the, grow the pot a bit. reckon that'd be good fun. You know, um, a couple of Australians in two foreign countries. It's going to be excellent. Absolutely. Should we uh, move on to the Palau news? <sighs> and wow, we've got a bit of news for that. Let's do it. All right, so Alex Palau, IndyCar legend. This bloke just seems to love to get into it on Twitter. McLaren, McLaren contract legend. Yeah, of just, fame, obviously, McLaren contracts. I feel like last year we topical. actually talked about it as well because his contract from another team to this team was... A big drama as well. Well, do you know the full story? I, should I refresh you a little bit? Look, I've read my bits and bibs and bobs, but I've definitely bibs and for, bobs? I've definitely forgotten. Okay, so in 2021, or probably earlier than that, he's been driving for Chip Ganassi Racing. Yep. So CGR for short. Now in 2021, he was leading the championship with Chip Ganassi Racing. I'm just gonna call him CGR. Sorry, just that name Chip. is that name is ridiculous. Yeah, I'll call him Chip. He was leading the championship with Chip. He eventually went on to win it, but he'd signed a contract. Now, the contract was with uh, McLaren's IndyCar team, who they call like the McLaren Arrows. And my understanding is he was meant to race with McLaren from 2022. However, wait, what year is it, bro? Yeah, it's 2023 this year. What the fuck am I on about? Anyway, so essentially the thing was he was meant to start racing with McLaren this year. However, there was a clause in his contract and he was still meant to race with Chip. Chip Ganassi this year. So he's been racing with Chip Ganassi this year. He won the championship, IndyCar championship last year. He's leading it this year. And um, he's still got like this weird contract, like a pre-contract thing with uh, McLaren, which he's done a few like free practice and testing sessions in their Formula One car. Um, so the agreement was that next season he was meant to start so he was going to this year, but then Chip like found a clause and said he had to race this year. He's going to win the championship back-to-back, and then the deal was he goes to uh, McLaren's IndyCar team next year. However, now he's saying he doesn't want to. Now, there's a few like different debating rumours or reasons why, which are kind of contradicting. Now, the first one is because well, apparently what him and his management is claiming, which just seems like a bit mm. of dirty laundry bullshit, yep. is that apparently he's got links or contract agreements or offers in place with Formula One teams for next year, which is why he's not going to McLaren next year. But the other one I'm hearing is that he doesn't want to go to McLaren because they sold him this dream where they were going to give him a Formula One seat, but now that doesn't look like that's going to happen after the whole Piastri thing. So he wants to stay at Chip because he's about to be back-to-back champion and he could go for three next year. So it's kind of like contradicting. Like Realistically, I think what's happened is he's realised that Next year, there is no like there's no real pathway for him to race F1 for McLaren. It'll just be testing sessions. Yeah. So he doesn't want to go and race for the McLaren Arrows in IndyCar next year because they're not as strong. Mm. So what my understanding is that eventually he's just like I'm expecting him just to next year race for Chip Ganassi Racing again and go for the three peat. However, with how fucking boring this trade period has been this year, this uh, silly season, I feel like we should address the rumours and talk about the hypotheticals yeah, and of how it could happen. He's been, this has been huge. Like there's nothing for any journalist to talk about. So what have no. they been talking about? IndyCar and Alex Palau. Mm-hmm. And I guess the like 
the rumours that he's been circulating, or not he's been circulating, but that have been circulating and apparently his management have been pushing, are that Williams and AlphaTauri have been in discussions with McLaren to try release some of his contract to get him to race for, for Williams or uh, AlphaTauri next year. Now, we kind of briefly spoke about this on the last episode, yeah. didn't we? So, should we talk about how he could race for AlphaTauri next year? Yeah, I think it's really important to mention that the reason this is so important and it's not like, you know, the Pato Award and the Colton Herder rubbish from last year, this guy actually has his super license. So exactly. he can jump straight in the car now. There's no more hoops he has to jump through. Like, he's actually eligible to race Formula One. So I think it's this hypothetical that by the end of the year, mm. going into next year, mm. if Alpha Terra are going to be renamed, that's the important thing to talk about. Mm. We don't know what it is yet. Mm. We'll find out soon. Um, he could pair either Daniel Ricciardo or Yuki Tsunoda at Alpha Tauri, mm. um, which in saying that now is weird because they've just signed Daniel Ricciardo. Exactly. Um, so it is a bit interesting to see what Red Bull's plans are. Now, there's obviously two ways that he gets into that Alpha Tauri seat. He either replaces Yuki Tsunoda yeah. or he either replaces Daniel Ricciardo. Now, for me, for him to replace Daniel Ricciardo, Sergio Perez has to vacate that Red Bull seat. I'm not sure how if he signs for another team or if he retires. But I feel like if Ricardo's just signed for the mid-year, he's going to be racing for either them next year or Red Bull. So that's the only way I see uh, this bloke. What's his name? Fuck. Pa Palau. Oh God, how am I fucking blanking already? That's the only way I see Palau replacing Ricardo is if Ricardo either goes to Red Bull and Perez retires or moves on. That's the only way. It is interesting. I've seen a lot of stuff around this about... Was Ricardo just the guy to be there now? Like, to is test he, them against? Is he just the full guy so that they could get a season? But I feel like I get what you're trying to say. So what you're trying to say is, do they only ever tend intend to have Ricardo for half a season before someone like a Lawson or an Awasa or a Fittipaldi is ready for that seat? Or even a Palau? Yeah. Once or the he's over? there just to test. Sonoda. Sonoda. Because yeah. the Vries wasn't able to do I that. I find that hard to believe. It, I feel like they're investing in Ricardo. I think it really does come down to what does Alpha Tauri want to be? Do they just want to be Red Bull's second team? Or, or do they want to compete themselves? And that's what the rebranding mm. will really tell. Yeah. Because if it's like next season, an actual brand. Next season speak for them. It's when they can turn from a sister team to a genuine team in Formula One. Like go from an Alfa Romeo mm -hmm. into an Alpine. Sort of that vibe. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Like a singular team who obviously have that link to another constructor, but are actually their own team. Go and on. just for clarification, did you have Alex Palau on last week's episode? Was no. he on your grid for 2025? No, he wasn't. Because I don't think he's going to be racing Formula yeah. 1. See, he's on mine. This is... Mm, yeah. So I feel like we should talk about the... Uh, how do I suppose this? The only way that he could release, replace Yuki Tsunoda. So to replace Yuki Tsunoda, I feel like Red Bull either have to drop Yuki Tsunoda completely. Yeah. They just say, you had your two years, you didn't show enough, you're done. Or Yuki Tsunoda has to move on to another team. How does he move on to another team? Goes to a Honda going. Fernando Alonso retires at the end of the year. Yeah. He replaces Fernando. 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 Fernando Alonso at Aston Martin. Possible... Sure. Unlikely, I think. It is interesting about 
Um, there has been a lot of talk about will La- how long can Lance Stroll realistically stay in Formula One? And until like, he wants. And it's like, that's the thing, right? Everyone's it's just like, until he wants. Until he yeah. wants. But is it... And that's why he's my go. I still <laughs> think he's the most underrated driver on the grid, but I get what you're saying. Like yeah. any other driver wouldn't have gotten as many chances as he has. It's So it's really, Sonoda's pathway is just through Alonso because... If you didn't know, Red Bull are soon going to be making their own engines with Ford mm-hmm. um, for 2026. However, they'll be doing their own thing mm-hmm. soon. And Honda will be with Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. So, look, it's looking... Do you know what's really interesting about that? What? How Honda obviously have that relationship with Red Bull. And Red Bull used to be Aston Martin. It used to be Aston mm. Martin Red Bull Racing. And now they're... And now like they've just gone and run off and made their own team almost. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think there's one pathway that we need to address, and I think it's the most realistic way for Palau to get a seat next year. Bum, bum, bum. Williams with Sargent getting yeah. the ditch. That's the only way, realistically, I think Palau could get a seat next year. And I think if Logan Sargent does get the flick, Palau is not the best candidate for that seat, in my opinion. No, and look, realistically, looking at the grid apart from these two teams... There isn't really any other team that I can see taking on Palau no. unless there's like some shock signing with like another team or another driver gets yeah, pulled exactly. up and maybe there's a bit of interest in him and at say another team. But all these other teams have prospects of their own. So realistically, it's just Sargent and just Sonoda mm. and hopefully not Daniel Ricciardo. Mm, I agree. It's a bit of a mess mm. and it's hard to fit the picture. Yeah, but we've we just, seen... Should we try quickly summarise it? Yeah, we've seen stuff like this before happen yeah. in Formula 1 anyway. So, Palau is going to fuck off McLaren's IndyCar contract for next year. Mm-hmm. It's rumoured that he's either going to stay with his current IndyCar team, which he's been so dominant with, or he's apparently got contract offers from either AlphaTauri or Williams. For him to fit in at AlphaTauri, either Ricardo goes to Red Bull or Ricardo retires or he goes to Red Bull in lieu of... Perez leaving or he replaces Sonoda because Sonoda either gets the flick or goes to Aston Martin because Fernando Alonso is retired or more realistically, he goes to Williams because Logan Sargent hasn't shown enough in his first year and Williams want to give him the flick. Do you reckon that's as good as it gets? That's probably still really confusing. It sounded confusing off my head, but I feel like that's the only way to explain this situation. It's just a fuck fest. It's, uh, it's confusing. Mm. There's maybe another option. Mm. Alonso retires, he's Spanish, passes the torch to Palau, Palau. who's Spanish as well. There you go. Didn't even think of that. Wow. Straight swap into the Aston Martin Formula One, it's confusing. Yeah. But that's what we love about it. I don't think he's walking straight into the Aston Martin seat. Well, should we get into more contract news? All right, hit me. Now, it's rumoured that Lewis Hamilton has signed an extension with Mercedes. Ooh, shock, surprise. Who, Who picked that last week? Do you want to remind me? Was it you? Yeah. Uh, he had inside mm. sources. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so the rumour is it's a one plus one extension. So uh, another year next year at Mercedes for 2024. And then there's either certain triggers he has to hit on Mercedes' side or there's certain triggers that Mercedes have to hit on his side to keep him at the team or for them to keep him. Um, not sure. I'm not really sure which side. I think it would be... For them to hit, actually. Yeah, because if anything, I think it'd be like Lewis a conditional contract where Lewis is like, if I don't get this many points or as a team we don't get this many points, I'm leaving. But I don't know. It's weird. I feel like it's a one plus one and realistically, he's going to race in 2024. He'll probably race in 2025. 
And uh, I won't be surprised if he tries to make a push to race in 2026 because he's just got that dog in him. But yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to hear that he's going to be sticking around at Mercedes. I mean, if you're an Alex Albon, that's disappointing because mm. that looks like he's ne- that's his next pathway to a contending car. But, I mean, it's Lewis Hamilton. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, it's... um. It's not surprising at all. And no. I think there'd be a lot of pressure on Mercedes this off-season to like, hey, guys. Uh, Build him a car. Where please. did you guys forget to make a car? Mm. Um, and uh, did you see what uh, Helmut Marco said? I did not. He Hit said, the reason RB19 has looked so dominant mm. is because everyone has just failed. Like they just have failed to... Make a good car. M- understand the regulations. Mm. That's. I mean... <laughs> I think there's levels to it, isn't it? It's not just that Red Bull have built a really good car. It's just everyone's sucked. It's just also that no one else has been able to build a good car. Like You know what I mean? I, I get that take. Like It's not just that like Red Bull are super dominant. It's also that the other teams have failed. Like it's, There's levels to it. Lewis, mate, get in the garage, get the yeah. tools on, get it done yourself. Yeah. He's got to put the team on his back again. All right, well, time for a new segment. I'm very keen for this new segment. Yeah, this is awesome. So we've essentially asked the fans for their uh, submissions for this now. Um, we've opened this up to anybody. Just hit us up at Waffpod on Instagram. Slide into our DMs. Uh, this is going to be called Red Flag, Green Flag. So we've asked people to hit us with their opinions, hot takes on Formula One. Can be this season, can just be in general, ever. And um, we're basically going to hit you with a, a, a green flag if we agree. A red flag if we disagree, a yellow flag if we're iffy, double yellows, a virtual safety car, safety car, checkered flag if we completely agree. Like, it's just going to be a bit of this, a bit of that. Um, We've basically given ourselves a lot of leniency. But this is green flag, red flag. Our first one here coming from longtime friend of the show, Ayrton. To give this factor is what's going to keep Lewis Hamilton the sport. Here we go. Because he also knows that this is what's going to happen. And he's going to stay in the sport until 2026 when the new race kick in in the hopes that he can get his eighth world title in 2026. Okay, there's another bit to it. Because I do not see anyone else challenging until his new race kick in. And if Hamilton wants that eighth world title, he's going to have to wait until 2026 to see if Mercedes can give him a good car. Did I, he record that in the club? It sounds like it, eh? <laughs> Probably at the gym or something. But yeah, I 100% complete, agree. That's a green flag on my half. I think I completely agree with the first bit. Obviously, no one's going to compete with Red Bull for the next two years. Mm. I think you could almost lock in now uh, Verstappen for Pete. I'm actually yellow on that. You're yellow? Yeah. I, I, Wait, is that... That's going to be like a five, Pete. Yeah, I think... five. I think Red Bull... 23, 24, 25. Yeah, that's Maybe if they won't get beaten, but I definitely see... Ferrari starting ha- to show up have a co- really competitive okay. car next I'd, year I'd love to see that that'd be great I um, just it's imagine how embarrassing it would be if Red Bull just dominated for like five years I mean it's exactly what Mercedes did right but Mercedes exactly had like what Red, Red Bull did it for four years with the Vettel I mean era. this at least they've got a challenge yeah Vettel had these absolute grabs of championships and yeah at least lewis had to beat seb on his own acclaim mm. this is sort of like just smashing everybody just a no sunday cruise yeah yeah um the second part though i'm green fully, flag I'm yeah fully green flag, green flag. think of it right this like 
wow, those are words. Think of it like this, right? Mm-hmm. Why would Lewis still be in the sport? Yeah. If it, he didn't, if he wasn't believe. chasing an eighth championship. Like why? He's not he's, just... He's won everything there is to one. He doesn't need more money from contracts. He's not helping like, oh, I guess, sure, he's helping develop George to an extent. But what more could he want? He wants that eighth championship. And I think... I agree with the fact that I think Mercedes' next best chance of winning a championship is in 2026, unless he's got massive belief in their research and development team that they're going to build a rocket ship in the next two years. But like my understanding is that I, I completely agree. I think Green Flag, he's going to be on the grid in 2026. He's going to have one more shot at it. And if they build another rocket ship, I think he's just going to have to... He'll just take it at that point. He'll swallow his pride and retire. But I do think he is chasing that eighth championship 100%. And it's interesting because if they don't get the car before mm. then, because mm. there's still a possibility Mercedes could produce something. Yeah, that's what um, I mean, the next two years. Lewis will have to think about What's 2021 and he'll have to think about 2007 and even to 2016 and go, yeah, fuck. I missed out the chance of being a 10-time world champion. Because yeah. he's probably, or well, he's obviously the closest we've ever had to a 10-time world champion. <laughs> He wasn't point away in 07, a couple of uh, dodgy DN, uh, DNFs in 2016. And a lap away. And a lap away in 2021. There's no reason, there's very little reasons why he's not a 10-time world champion. I think Prost was the same. I think Prost was... Yeah. Ex- I think Prost Everyone was like a couple... How good he was. A couple points of yeah. being a 10-time championship, but he just yeah. lost a couple more. Yeah. Um, but don't forget that was in the old uh, old style score, old scoring yeah. system where you only took like your best ten races or something. Or your mm. scores from only your ten best races. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, I've got another one here. So this is another green flag, red flag, and this one's from Harry Lonsdale. And now you love the accent here. Hello, this is Harry, and I'd like to say my hot take about the F1 season is Logan Sargent has not been any better than DeVries was before he got sacked. Sargent doesn't really deserve a seat any more than DeVries. And especially when you compare him to Alex Albon, he's just a bit shit. And he's right on the money, actually. Yeah, green flag. Um, I think a checkered flag. Check See you flag. later, mate. Um, we were... Because I, I, I showed this graphic to Charlie. Mm. I was like, look at this. Look how shit this is. DeVries... Oh, they didn't show DeVries' graphic, but Sergeant, the highest starting grid that anyone has had the, right, for Logan Sargent is 14th. So his highest starting position was 14th yeah, in the yeah. season. Ricardo was second worst at 13th. Blokes had two races, right? Give him a bit of leeway. The third lowest was Sonoda and Albon on 8th. Yeah. So that's six points, six different places. I think it's brutal for him. You can't forget he's a first-year rookie and he's competing against Albon who's been, what, five, six years in the sport and is now to the extent where he's driving the wheels off a shit car mainly because of his experience. But the fact of the matter is... I agree. He wasn't performing. He isn't been performing as well as DeVries was. And DeVries got the flick mainly because there was a long line of people waiting yeah. to fill his seat. But at the moment as well, like Formula One is so competitive yeah. with the young drivers. Yeah. Sargent didn't win F2. He mm. was pretty close to winning an F3 against mm. Piastri. Um, but there's guys who are waiting on the wings mm. who are better. Just like better. Even title winning drivers like Palau. Yeah. And you're uh, Drogovic. Like, there's drivers with a better resume waiting in the wings. Um, and, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think Sargent is lucky to get a contract next year. I think he will. But I'm starting – like, I thought he would. Mm. But like now I'm, I'm starting, starting to <laughs> – I'm starting to become less and less confident that he's going to have a drive next year. Well, there is a podcast curse, right? 
There is a <laughs> podcast curse. Whenever right. we talk bad about a driver on the podcast, they have a great. They have a great race. We who said knows? It, he could have points every race. It for started the last year. Oh, sorry. With Carlos Sainz, I said I can't see this guy winning a race this year. Next year, I don't rate him. Mm. Win Silverstone like mm. two weeks later. Yeah. Then the Ollie Behrman. Yeah. And now Ollie Behrman curse is it Logan Sargent's time to shine? Hopefully. Probably not, but realistically not. But one can let's one can give hope dream. for him. Exactly. Yeah, so that is a red flag, green flag. People, please, 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 uh, DM us your voice messages. We'll try clip one of these up to get some growth on it so people can see it in action. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, should we get into the final little segments for the rest of the uh, for the end of the video? So we've got our true or false, our hot takes, and our would you rather's, everyone's favourites. Um, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with the true or false. Alrighty, I've got some good ones here. Now, Mitch has been dreadful on the true or false. I haven't got one right. Yet. He hasn't got one right. Because I've been using logic, and in Formula One, there is none. Logic in true or false goes straight out the window. All right. I've got a few here. Well, I'll use this one. Okay. All right. True or false. There are two F1 drivers mm-hmm. whose only win, like both of their, their only wins in the sport, they weren't in the car when the... Oh, fuck. I've absolutely butchered that, hey. Let me try rephrase it. That's ah, uh, I'm gonna be careful here because I don't want to give it away. All right, true or false? There are two drivers whose only race wins were achieved without them in the car. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, I get that. So, but they weren't in their actual car. Okay. Um. So when the car crossed the, the line, yep, and they took the checkered flag, they weren't behind the wheel. I'm gonna go with. True. I think it's just some old Formula One thing. We've every true and false sounds crazy because it's back in the old day. Mm. But I'm gonna lock it in and I'm gonna go with true. He's finally got one. Everybody. Oh, here we go. I'm, I'm back and I'm on a roll now. So it is actually the great Angio. Wow. Who is uh, included in this true or false? So you thought team orders were bad in 2010 with Weber in the uh, what multi 21? Yep. 2016 where Rosberg and Hamilton went into the back of each other. You got Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. Well, it used to be worse. So, this happened twice, obviously. When Fangio's Alfa Romeo mm-hmm. broke down in 1951 at the French Grand Prix, his teammate, Luigi Fagioli, was asked to pull over and then Fangio finished the race in his car instead and won the Grand Prix. But the win was attributed to, Fag- uh, to Fagioli because he started the race. Poor Luigi, man. And it happened again to Luigi Musso, <laughs> his Ferrari teammate, in 1956. Musso was told to pull over again. Fangio got in and won the Argentinian Grand Prix. The Argentinian Grand yeah. Prix. How mental is that? So these two drivers, F1 Grand Prix winners, weren't even in the car when they won their races. What's crazy they both got Luigi. And I a Luigi know. drove for Ferrari. I think there was only one Luigi, mate. No, they were both called <laughs> Luigi. Luigi Fagioli and Luigi Musso both got stitched oh, up. Formula One legends. Oh, Poor fucking Luigi. Jesus. So they have, they have career wins. They weren't even behind the fucking wheel. How brutal is that? Imagine being told to pull over. I mean, it is fucking Fangio. Like, if, you'd, you'd be pretty understanding. Like, what are, They would have done that through the signs, right? Like, yeah, I guess so. Get out the fucking car. 
It's like that one video that everyone talks about where like the the World Endurance Championship where that guy just fucking rips the guy out the mm. seat. It's like Grand Theft Auto in real life. Yeah, genuinely. How brutal, man. <sighs> all right, we've got a hot take and a would you rather. Should I do all three today? Yeah, right. Because I've got three. You've got three. Yeah. What do you want first? Hit me with the hot take. I haven't had a hot take from you in a while. All right. I'm going to try think about this so I phrase it well. Okay. My hot take for this episode is that there shouldn't be a GOAT debate. Okay. Because Lewis Hamilton is on paper and just generally is the greatest of all time. Now, one point away from a maiden World Drivers' Championship in your rookie year. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Only, like, 2016... Realistically, he would have won without the uh, technical issues he had throughout the year. Yep. That's just Formula One, though. Yep. 2021, he was fucking robbed. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it. Yep. Now, Mick Schumacher, uh, Mick, not quite, father of, Michael Schumacher, 1994, <laughs> shouldn't have won that fucking championship. The Adelaide Grand Prix. Adelaide Grand Prix, he takes out Damon Hill and then goes on, like, they. it was basically like whoever won that race won the fucking yeah. championship and he knocks out. Damon Hill, because he realised he already had suspension issues, took out Damon Hill, said, like, he, I can't win it, neither of us can win it. Damon Hill went on for like two more laps after Schumacher retired. And, and then he always had to broke, retire. Yeah. yeah. But like the thing is, Michael Schumacher was one of the dirtiest racers of all time. Mm. Like it was just brutal. Like, he had in, that dog in him. Like in 97, he got disqualified from the championship completely for doing the same thing as he did in 1994. Yeah. yeah. And in 1994, he had a three lap, um, not three lap, a three race ban for not completing a stop-start penalty correctly. Mm. Like, the bloke did whatever it could to win, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like Hamilton is just light years ahead of him. Now, obviously, this is going to be... It's like a ridiculous take from our perspective because we were only born in 2003 and 2004, respectively. So we didn't get to really see those... See it all. Those eras of Schumacher's brilliance from 00 to 05 at Ferrari. But, like... I just feel like he won seven. One of them was dodgy as fuck. But to be fair, in 94, he did well to be able to get in a position where he was uh, going into a race on nearly equal points when he was fucking banned for three of them. Yeah. I mean, it was on the old point system, but still. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like... I don't know. Like, if if your code debate is between Schumacher and Hamilton and the reason why you lean towards Schumacher is because of the seven and seven... Like, I feel like Hamilton just out, outweighs it a little bit more these days. And that's my hot take. I think if you step back, mm. you step away, you look at it in a non-biased, like, Ferrari, Red Bull, or anything perspective. Mm. Because I, in 2021, did not like Lewis Hamilton. No. And I went back, I watched all these races, and Charlie's recently done the same. Mm. You step back, you go, fair enough. Yeah. This guy's all right. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just the natural cycle of an F1 world champion. Saw it happen to Vettel, saw it happen to Schumacher, saw it happen to Hamilton. It will now happen to Verstappen in a few years. They have their era of dominance. Everyone hates them just because they're winning so much. Then they get into a less competitive car. You see that they're a really good bloke and you start to love them again. Yep. It's just the cycle of F1. But I just feel like if it's, if it's not Hamilton, it's not Schumacher. Now, I understand the talks of why it's a Prost, why it's a Senna, because they didn't get to see their full potential or because of the old point system or whatever with Prost. I don't really get into, I don't really understand the whole talk behind that. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like 
Schumacher and Hamilton, Hamilton's just clear. If you and and what will happen? And maybe that's just because I'm uncultured and I don't know enough about Schumacher. Yeah. But I just feel like like almost ten compared to seven, which probably should have been six. You do the maths. I also think we're gonna have this same argument in ten years, maybe, <laughs> with Verstappen, Genuinely. and everyone will go, "Oh, Verstappen just had it so easy." Well. What's stopping Verstappen from being a five-time world champion in 2025? Mate, what's stopping him being from an eight world t- champion? The new regulations. Yeah. I think he he's put a cap on his career. He said mm. 2028, I w- won't release the point. Now, if he's at 2028 and he's got seven. Well, he, he'll he, have eight by then if he wins 2028. Okay. He's, I don't think he'll win eight in a row. Like, come on. Fucking watch him. <laughs> but if What's he, stopping Red Bull right now? Yeah. It's, I don't know, a second driver that can... Mm. Outperform him. Orlando Norris. Um, but they've even shut that down. Exactly. I think it's going to be really interesting when Lewis retires. To see the people, perspective. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think that's why it's good we had that chat last week or the week before where we... Where I said he was underrated. Yeah, where we just got all that perspective about how we're kind of wasting him. Like we're not appreciating him enough right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like... I feel like he's just still somehow underrated. And he was just so close to being a 10-time world champion already. Like, that's just mental. The fact is, he hasn't won a race in two years. Yeah. Which is he hasn't won a race in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So, maybe we'll see it soon. Hopefully. Love to be there for it. Exactly. Right, should we do the Would You Rather and then wrap it up? Yep. All okay. Right. This week's Would You Rather is a little bit difficult. Well, not difficult, but it's different because there's four options. All right. Mm-hmm. Mitch, this is a hypothetical for you. Okay. You are Lewis Hamilton. Speaking of the devil. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're Lewis Hamilton. You win one more World Drivers Championship. Yeah. Now, I'm going to give you four options of where you can win it as Lewis Hamilton. Okay. Ferrari. Yeah. Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Williams. Ooh. Or McLaren. Right. Now, just think. If you win to a Ferrari, arguably, he has completed F1. Yeah. I mean, the only people that really dislike him at the moment are... Ferrari fans. Ferrari fans, Red Bull fans, all have disliked him throughout his career. Yep. If he wins it at Williams, he brings pride back to the name. They're back as the greatest, like one of the greatest F1 teams of all time. They've fallen off for a few years, but imagine the glory if he brought uh, a championship back to Williams. McLaren finishes it off where he started. Yep. Or at Mercedes and just like cements himself as a Mercedes legend. So I think I look at this and I'm going to have to say... I'm going to say Ferrari. I agree. Because if he wins one there, mm. it'd be the first championship they've won since Raikkonen. Yeah. Should have been massive, but... Yeah, 2007. Like that's 16, 17 years ago now. Yeah, like... That's mental. And it would absolutely change his name in the sport. Cement him as it'd the guy. Nice Cement could, him. It'd be nice if he could go the year after and maybe win one at Williams. Um, <laughs> Jeez, and let's not get too greedy. Bring that name back. But if you won one at McLaren or Williams, he'd be bringing both the names back. Mm. And if you won at Mercedes, it'd be like a fairy tale. But realistically, yeah. as a Formula One fan, you're picking Ferrari. Could you imagine? He would literally have completed the sport. Yeah, like... And all the Mercedes fans would love him. All of England would love him. And then he'd also get that love from the Italians. For bringing the Scuderia one last win. Everyone wants Ferrari to be back. And everyone's sick, I think, of Ferrari being sucking. so close <laughs> and then so sucking. Yeah. Like last year, it was like, how the fuck does he lose this? And he, yeah. and he loses. Yeah. If you had Lewis, maybe you'd win. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's a great a great would you rather. Thanks, mate. I worked really hard on that. Not really, I just thought of it. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think I completely agree. If he could bring a championship back to Ferrari, that would just be ridiculous. Bring a championship back to Force India. Bring them back in the sport <laughs> oh, and Jesus. win a championship. For Go Force to Aston India. Martin and win one. Um, I can't think of a team. Like, if you think of a team right now on the grid that you'd want to see win a championship... Next year? I'm not picking Alpine. I'm no. not picking... I'm not actually picking Mercedes, probably. The only other team I'm picking is McLaren because I want Piastri to win one. Yeah, true. Or maybe even Aston Martin, like a broad Or Ricardo story. at Red Bull next year. <laughs> oh, yeah, this guy's chirping. And I think on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, I think we've waffled for too long. Um, um, so if you've yeah, enjoyed the episode, let us know. If you've made it this far, thank you. I uh, highly doubt it because this is just a bit of a throw-together episode to make up some time. Um, but yeah, it's been, been an interesting summer break. I'm excited for racing to well, race week next week. Thank fuck, finally. So excited for that. It's a bit of a... Bit of a snooze race. Yeah, off though. to Zandvoort. Wonder what's going to happen there with the papaya army out there for all the McLaren fans. But then we go to Monza. And then we go to Singapore and we're there. Um, so yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm just, I'm excited for the back end of this season only because we're going to two races. Mm. Like, I feel like this championship's been decided since the second race. And um, I hope some teams can bring some, uh, bring some fucking regs We'll bring some updated cars next year and then the year after and the year after for the new regs. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, super excited for Singapore and Japan. Happy that we were able to talk about that. Interested to see how this Palau thing goes. Uh, goes. I've already pretty confident how it will, but interesting nonetheless. And yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything more from you? Well, if you want to be featured, yes. integrated in the segments or anything, please Just comment in our comments. Yep. Say a hot take, or would you rather, or anything, or yep. something you would or like us to discuss on the podcast. We just want and some more love voice to shout you out, and also you know get your content on the podcast. Yeah, um, make sure you're following us. Uh, make sure you're maybe spreading the word about us. And we're so grateful. We're currently at 287 followers. We've gone from 120 to that in like three, three weeks. weeks. It's that. absolutely crazy. So, so hopefully we get some uh, more growth going into the. Uh, Backhand of the season into next year. And then we'll be on the glamour on the grid. That's the that's the end plan. Alright, thanks everyone.